You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 109. The mental health research on walking has come out really in the last couple of years, and it's so exciting because it validates what in my gut I knew. And so it really helps people become unstuck. They come to me, they come to your viewers, I'm sure, to be unstuck. If you weren't unstuck, you'd be plowing right along. Right. And that physical movement of physically moving out of your space. So if they come to sit with me in an office, we are stagnant in that space. And obviously, you can move people forward even in an office space. But there is something very powerful about physically moving as you're mentally moving. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, Star Coaches. Welcome to another episode of the Star Coach Show. Really glad to have you here. I'm actually doing this interview right before I head out to Austin, Texas to attend the Texas Women's Conference, where I'm going to have the opportunity to coach some of the conference participants. Super excited to do that. Over the moon excited to hear Brene Brown talk, Sean Aker talk, Renee Reese Witherspoon will be one of the speakers. I mean, it's just an exciting conference to go to. For those of you who have been regular listeners, you know that I've done a couple episodes around Dr. Brene Brown's work. So boy, am I excited to be heading out, but wanted to be sure that I got this show under production before I headed out. And it is an incredible show. It deals with a couple topics that are both sort of regular, like we all are dealing with it, and unique in what this particular coach does with her clients. So we're going to be dealing with transition. And transition is just part of life. Yet we can really hit bumps in the road. We can hit obstacles when we think about transition. We can be a little resistant sometimes to transition. So my guest today is Eileen Schaefer, and she works with clients around transition on a regular basis. It's her sweet spot. She likes to help people thrive personally and professionally throughout the different life stages and transitions that they go to. She's also a passionate believer in the power of walking. Eileen meets her clients, whether she's meeting in person or whether she's virtually coaching, and she strolls the beach in San Diego. Her walking meetings were her inspiration for creating Mindful Stepping, which is a deck of positive psychology-inspired activities that we can do while we're walking. And she was generous enough to give a deck to the show for the ongoing book giveaway. So 
keep your, you know, be sure that you're signed up for our book giveaway so that when the mindful stepping cards come up, you're in that drawing to get that deck of cards. And believe me, listeners are getting the books all the time. Be sure that you are in the book giveaway, which is on the contact page on starcoachshow.com. You just fill in the contact information, say that you're in the giveaway, and you go into the giveaway. But if we get back to Eileen, Eileen is passionate about this concept of walking, and we're going to talk about what walking during sessions, what it opens up for her clients, and how it helps with the whole concept of transition. Eileen holds a BA in social sciences from the University of California. Berkeley, a master's in life transitions counseling from the University of San Francisco, which is so intriguing to me. It sounds like life transitions counseling. What a great degree. And she's certified in applied positive psychology from the Flourishing Center in New York. So Eileen brings it in abundance. She was wonderful to interview. We just had so much fun. Let me share that fun with you by let's go to our interview with Eileen Schaefer. Eileen, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thanks for coming and spending time with us today. Wow, thank you for inviting me. It's an absolute honor to be with you. I loved talking to you before being on and just admire what you're doing, both your vision and execution. So thank you. thank you. I got to meet Eileen earlier this summer. We talked about what the focus of our interview was going to be. And she had children out of school and summer happening. So we decided to wait until everybody was back into their routines so that we could have a really rich discussion around transition and this incredibly, in my mind, intriguing and also makes so much sense kind of concept that you do with walking with your clients. So we'll get into all of that. I'd like to start with just understanding a little bit about what brought you into the space that you're in now. Sure. So I, for years, right after graduating from undergrad, I started working at the university. I went to UC Berkeley and worked at with students and student leaders and organizations for, oh gosh, probably about 10 years or so. Absolutely love what I did. And it was really, while it was called advising, a lot of it was coaching and coaching the individuals and coaching the groups and the organizations. It was in some sense, organizational development as well. So it was many things we do in the corporate sector, but working with students and their organizations and their leaders. And so I did that for, like I said, about 10 years, absolutely love what I did. And then thought, I really want to do something different. And I need to take time off to figure out what that looks like. So, but I knew that my heart was captured in some capacity that way. So I took time off, as, as I would suggest, if anybody is able to do with in my private practice when people are in this in-between stage, and I know we'll talk about transitions later, but having that time off to really get clear on where my heart and soul is. And that's what brought me back actually to graduate school. And I found a program on life transitions counseling. And while the program is a counseling program, mm-hmm. it really was for people who were fundamentally healthy and managing a transition in life. And which is kind of all of us, because that's what life brings us is a lot of transitions. And so even if we're healthy and feeling good, we can hit a lot of bumps in the road. Right. So what a was, neat program. That's one of the things that blows me away is if we really investigate and look how many 
incredibly interesting specialty masters and and doctorate programs there are available that are just sort of outside of the regular box. I could not agree more. And it's fun to research. Even if you don't pursue, it's just fun to research. So when I did find this one, I thought, well, gosh, that's perfect. And I, what I got clear on was I wanted to continue doing similar type work, but with a different audience. And that was moms in transition and women becoming moms and all the way straight through the whole um, motherhood cycle, if you will, to launching your kids, hopefully, and then being, you know, refocusing the energy and attention back on self. So I thought, what a perfect program for me, because that's essentially what it is. It's going through a transition in life, even though you feel fundamentally healthy. And what I loved about it is it's very much, or the program was very much here and now. You're here and how do we move forward? And coaching at that point, it was so, so many years ago that I did that program and the coaching industry hadn't taken off to the extent that it is now. And so it was in some ways a, I call it a hybrid of coaching counseling program is what I did. So it was a two years, two year master program completed that and then opened up my private practice right away and and have never turned back. I love it. And then on top of that, I added on certification in applied positive psychology. Oh. And so I'm also a positive psychology practitioner on top of the master's in counseling with life transitions. So you made these choices, obviously went where your passion sort of drew you. And now you're working with people in transition. And we talked in in our pre-interview call about the fact that you work primarily with women, sometimes with men, and but work with everybody really around transition. And, And you talk about the fact that transition is really something we all go through. Tell me a little bit more about your work in transition. Absolutely. So like you said, I, it's funny when I, when people ask the work that I do and I say I work, I specialize in people in transition, everybody says, that's me, that's me. And it's true. It's us. It's all of us. And so my goal in working with people in transition is to kind of a normalize that this is, it's part of life. And then if you're in a situation where you're struggling how do you struggle well? And that's where the positive psychology comes through in spades. And it's really that concept of where we are going to struggle in life, we're going to hit twists and turns and bumpy roads. And so how can I fill my toolbox to be able to get over these humps and do it to the best of my ability? And so that's primarily the work I do. As you mentioned, it's the bulk of my clients are women. And that was the original intent. And with time, people have either sent spouses to me, sons to me. And so I, I realized the journey of transitions, while unique to each individual, there are some common threads. And so helping people with everything from building confidence to tackle their transition to communication skills of how to advocate for self and, and get through. And then so much of it is the mindset, which I'm sure you work a lot with your clients on too. Is Absolutely. Yeah. How do I look at this differently? So one of the things you had said earlier was that you were able to take some time off to gain clarity. And then you just talked about sort of helping people get confidence as they're going through transition. So it alerted me just a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode around how clarity can really boost confidence, that when we have lack of clarity, it really undermines our confidence. 
So how do you see that in the work that you do? I mean, I'm assuming people primarily come to you if they're doing some kind of transition because they know Eileen works with transitions. How do you see those connecting? Really great question. I do think when we are not sure of direction, we're not sure of what we want, whether it's career-wise, whether it's move, I often have clients who are in transition in terms of just moving. Should I be living here? Should I relocate? And that unsureness can really hit on the confidence piece. And so getting really clear, we talk about this a lot in our profession, obviously, is what's your why? Why are you doing this? And what's at the core of anything that you're doing? Whether it's, I work also with a lot of patients in weight loss. Yes, you want the pounds to go down, but what's your why around this? What, what's dragging or not dragging, driving you and pulling you toward whatever you want. And the clearer we can get on that why and that clarity piece, the confidence starts to build because you want it so bad. And even if you don't have necessarily the confidence going in, the exposure and the experience builds that confidence. I I always will say to clients, they say, well, when I'm more confident, then I'm going to go back to school. And I jokingly say, do you think confidence is going to knock on your door? No. (laughs) Confidence is not. (laughs) Let's go. So that's confidence never knocks on any of our doors. And it's through exposure. And just like a therapist would say, exposure therapy. It's getting out there, putting yourself out there and saying, yeah, I'm nervous. I feel anxious. And, you know, it's forgetting the name of the author, but feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's what builds the confidence. And the more clear you are on this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing. It allows you to feel the fear even more, if that makes sense. It does. So from your own personal experience, what did giving yourself the time and the space to create clarity, how did those all work together for you? Wow, that's a great question. I would say, well, first off, and I know we'll talk about the walking that I do with clients. I walked a lot. (laughs) So for months, I walked and really thought about what's my vision? What's my purpose? And, and what are my gifts? What am I here for? And so taking that time allowed me the I call it brain space. I feel like we have so much cluttered in our minds. And at that time, I was not a parent. I wasn't married yet either. But I feel like even as we layer on life experiences, our brains and our mind get more and more cluttered. And there isn't a lot of space for thinking creatively. And so being able to, and so like I said, I wasn't at that stage, but I still felt like my mind was cluttered with ideas. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to walk, give them some air and give myself some space to start jotting down notes. And really I did a lot. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but a lot of visualization and visualizing what does this next phase of my life, wherever it takes me, what do I want it to look and feel like? And who do I want to serve? And kind of going through the who, what, when, where Mm -hmm. with myself. And I did it all through walking. I, at the time was, I took time off to live in the mountains with my dad and my stepmom and my dad, who does a lot of work in this space, a lot of talking with him and talking to my family and friends about what are my gifts? This is what I see is my value and why I'm here. What do you see in me? And giving myself time to get away from working 24-7 and being in that space mm-hmm. gave me time to have the kind of the cortisol levels go down and really be able to think clearly. Wow. Two things there. So first of all, what a great example you gave yourself 
to be able to then move into this coaching space with your clients. I mean, you lived it. You are able to really use yourself as an example with your clients. So that's powerful. Yes, absolutely. And I think it it always seems like a luxury. Oh, wow, you took, you know, two months off. What a luxury. Well, I sublet my apartment so that I didn't have that. I moved back home at an a, for a couple months. It wasn't indefinitely, but right. for a period of time so that I could have some space. And I had saved not a lot of money, quite honestly, but a little bit of money to help me be able to pay for myself during this time. And again, I did have the luxury of not having rent since I got my rent covered and I lived at my parents' home, but it was a short period of time. And it's amazing. Even I did a couple months, but even if you do just a couple weeks, mm-hmm. how powerful that can be. Well, and it was, you were intentional about it. You added structure to it. I mean, wow, it's really inspirational, Eileen. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I think also what kind of capitalizing on what you said is knowing this isn't indefinite, because I think that's what could really put people in a fear state of, okay, I'll just kind of wander around and just figure this out. I don't know when, but really being intentional about, okay, I'm going to really get clear on this and I have X amount of time and I am going to devote myself to nourishing myself. I did a lot of, I ate healthy, I slept well, I exercised, like all those kind of fuel for our mind and body. I did all of that. And I knew, okay, I've got a time period. I can't, I can't afford to do this for a long period of time. So I need to be very thoughtful. And as you said, intentional, how I spend my time. Right. So people who say what a luxury, well, you actually sacrifice some things to be able to do that, because ultimately, you deserve that luxury, but you paid for it as well in giving things up. And so that is a great segue into sort of your sweet spot. What you do with clients is you walk with your clients in almost every session, correct? Absolutely. Yes. So Tell us I, about that. <laughs> sure. So, so I walk with clients and I do it virtually as well. So we've moved around. So I've also had to manage my transition through through relocation quite a bit recently. And so I have many clients who I do it virtually with. So and it's funny, people say, how on earth do you do that? Well, we put on our headsets and I actually have one client who gave me AirPods, which makes life altering, let me tell you. So those little pods that sit in my ears, yes. it, it's great because it cancels the noise around. And we both, her and I, and it, this happens with all my clients who are not local, put on headsets. Then literally they'll be telling me on the phone, I'm just walking out the door. I just need to get my next sneaker tied. And then we walk out the door together virtually. And it's rare that I have a client who isn't with me who says, oh, I'm just going to sit still. Mm-hmm. So because we're used to walking together and they realize the benefits. So, which adds us, begs the question, what are the benefits? So walking is significant, not only for our body, which we know that it's important for our heart, our muscles, et cetera. But the, what it does for the mind is really powerful, particularly in the space of what we do in coaching. And it helps to reduce stress, which if you're working with a client, Ideally, you want their stress levels to go from up here and then bring it on down so that you can actually do work together. If you're up, if you're working with a client who's operating at such an intense level, it's really hard to access their brain in the way that you want to and to help them be able to think outside outside the box. Because so, all they can see is or is feel they can just be in that emotion of high anxiety or whirl. It's almost whirling and that overwhelm and 
that's not where you want to be able to do the best thinking. Exactly, exactly. And so, and going on to exactly what you're saying with the best thinking, ideally, we want increased problem solving ability, increased creativity, walking does that, increased memory, walking does that. And what's fun is I started my practice right out of the gate walking, talk about a vision, I was walking with my, I guess he was my fiance at the time, I think he was my fiance. And I said, this is how I envision doing my work. And I said, I see myself walking with clients and I had it all, all mapped out in my mind. I just had this vision and that was years ago before all the research, but the mental health research on walking has come out really in the last couple of years. And it's so exciting because it validates what in my gut I knew. And so it really helps people become unstuck. They come to me, they come to the, your viewers, I'm sure, to be unstuck. If you weren't unstuck, you'd be plowing right along. Right. And that physical movement of physically moving out of your space. So if they come to sit with me in an office, we are stagnant in that space. And obviously, you can move people forward even in an office space. But there is something very powerful about physically moving as you're mentally moving. So those are some of the key areas that that I find to be very beneficial in walking. The other one that I love is it's almost like when you have kids in that whole parallel play thing, it's similar with walking with a client. It's that parallel and particularly in this case, if you're physically in person walking with a client, it's walking parallel and there isn't the, um, the feeling of judgment, the feeling of, you have all the answers. As we know, I don't have any of the answers for my client. They all come from them. And so being able to be in partnership and walking side by side is a powerful visual and dynamic that naturally occurs. So. Wow. So you, you talk about the fact that you've been doing this even really before the research became as wide known as it is now. And, and I'm wondering if you're able to share some examples of the kinds of shifts that that happened through that physical movement, whether an example or something that you've experienced in this process over all these years. How long have you been doing this? About, I would say around 15 years or so. Yeah. So yes, one of the main things that I do notice with clients in general, and I kind of call out to them is you get more of that somatic experience with them where you can see what's happening body wise. And it's actually funny all when I start with a client at first, sometimes I'll say, I'm sorry, I'm walking slow. I want you to get a workout. And I always say, this has nothing to do with my workout. So this is about you and I'll be at your pace. So we'll start off walking, you know, slowly together. And when they get excited about something or something's kind of resonating, oftentimes they'll start walking faster. And so that's something that I cue into and call out for them. I'll say, I notice you're walking, your pace has changed. Also, how they speak, obviously, we notice that in sessions, how someone, Mm -hmm. the intonation and their enthusiasm, but you really pick it up. I'll pick it up with my clients while they're walking. Another thing that I'm very aware of too with clients, and I'll, I'll call it out because often they're lost in the moment is some of the signs around the way. So there was one beautiful example that I'll give you that speaks to what you just asked. That would be wonderful. A client was talking to me about just feeling so pulled in different directions and just almost like a tug of war and trying to keep her balance for lack of a better way to put it. 
and we were walking around a lake. And with that, I look over to my left and I don't know what it's called, but the teenagers or college age kids put up that rope between trees and then they walk on the tightrope. Oh, I don't know what that's called either, but that's interesting. Okay. And I look over and somebody is doing that. I mean, how often in your normal life do you see somebody doing a tightrope in front of you? And here she was describing it. And I said, it sounds like you feel like you're kind of on a tightrope. And I look over like, like that. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's exactly how I feel. So she had this visual of what she was experiencing. And it kind of gave her that ability to say, wow, to exhale and to start to look at it as, you know, what do I have in my control? How can I move forward in a way that I don't feel like I'm unsteady? It was really quite powerful. And that, that was one of my most favorite visuals. Oh, I bet. And you wouldn't have gotten that in the office. Never, <laughs> never. And so, and it does, it, it changes because if you can see something, it changes. I, I, another a real quick one that just popped into my head. Oh, no, that's great. Recently, I was walking with a client virtually. So we weren't together. And she was telling me how she's doing some volunteer and she really, and she's looking at what's next for her in life professionally. And in this volunteer, she's noticing a lot of the bit more junior volunteers are coming to her. She loves kind of nurturing them, helping them along the way. And I was walking at Balboa Park in San Diego and there's this, I don't know if it's a, I guess a pond with a mother duck and then her little babies behind her. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what I'm seeing. And I shot her over the photo immediately. It's like, that's it. That's exactly how I feel. And I love that. And she's not a mom. She's single. And she said, I love that feeling. And she's not seeking being a mom, but she knows in this next space, she wants to be have a mentorship type of role and be able to impact people. And that visual really complements what we're feeling. And it takes it out of self to, so it gives a reflection. Well, I also love the creativity of let me snap a photo and send it to you. And then even though we're virtual, we're sort of seeing the same thing and able to discuss it. It's just, it's really exciting to me. I don't know if any of the listeners, there's times that I might feel stuck as as a coach or just that I'll get up and just walk around the house or I'll walk out into the backyard And just me moving, whether my client's moving or not, I can see certainly the benefit if both of us were moving, but it just opens up different avenues if you get up out of the chair and begin to move around. It's you're so you're spot on and there and not only that, again, for the mental health piece, what we'll find is with computers, we're sitting for so many hours at a time. And particularly if it is a coach who's doing virtual coaching, whether it's on the phone or video coaching, it's a lot of hours in the seat. And so to be able to get up, not only for your heart and lungs, but for your mind to just I jokingly, but it's actually one of my websites is take your thoughts for a walk. And I Truly, that's what I do is I take my thoughts for a walk all the time. And it it helps me move forward in every aspect of my life. When I give to, I do, I'll be a guest speaker places. I write all of my talks while I'm walking. And that's how the ideas come to me. If I'm sitting still and you said, Eileen, could you present a talk on, you know, whatever? And I say, sure. And then I'm sitting there, I'll think, why did I just say I could talk on that? I have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm like, no, nah, I could do it. I'll go for a walk. I go for a walk and it comes to me like that. And I really, I, it just, I'm, it's almost like a, a flower bud that just opens up while I'm walking. So 
That is so. Now you actually have a program, Mindful Walk Stepping. Tell us a little bit about what Mindful Stepping is all about. Sure, absolutely. And I'm so sorry, I meant to send you one ahead of time. So I'm going to send you a deck after the show. But when I was in my positive psychology program, the certification program, we Mm -hmm. had a final project, which was basically taking everything that we had learned and putting it into a form that just connected with us. And that could be anything from a song to a poem to a whole coaching program, which one of my, I don't know if you've interviewed Kathleen Stinnett before, but actually she's on my schedule to interview. Yeah. So so, yeah, talk up Kathleen because she's coming as well. Yes. Listeners tune in. She is, wow. I'm just going to say she is, she is spectacular. She is an absolute, just genius at the work that she does. And you you will want to turn your volume loud and have a notepad. She's fantastic. So Kathleen, and actually Kathleen uses my deck. She does retreats for, I believe it's master coaches or maybe coaches in general. She does retreats all around using positive psychology with coaching. And then I don't know if it's a secret, but everybody gets my deck. She buys my decks for all her, all her participants. So anyway, so Kathleen, and then I know you've interviewed Susan Critton as well. Yes. Um, personal branding for dummies. Another phenomenal. You have great guests. I'll just <laughs> as, as, you know, present company included. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So Kathleen and Susan and I all did the positive psychology program together. And we were each discussing what, how we were going to do our final projects. And of course, I'm walk, we're on a conference call, the three of us, and I'm walking. And, and it was clear to all of us that I definitely would do mine in a walking form. And through our call, that's when I realized, okay, I want to do a deck of cards. I'm huge on using index cards for myself and suggesting it for clients as a way of kind of organizing life. It helps me day to day. So I thought something people can hold in their hand. And if they can't work with an individual, whether it's work privately with me or privately with someone, because I realize that's not accessible to everybody, I still want individuals to have the tools to move forward. And so what I did is I took the positive psychology concept and the construct, which is PERMA. It's Martin Seligman's construct for positive psychology. And so it's P is for positivity, E is for engagement, R is for relationship, M is for meaning, and A is for accomplishment. And then our program had added a V because vitality, that health and wellness piece is so essential. Mm -hmm. So essentially, the walking component is the V. And then I have all the cards organized through P-E-R-M-A. So you can pull a card in the positivity section and take it for a walk. It's mindful stepping. So you take your card for a walk and read what's on the card, the activity, and walk yourself through it. And it's funny, it was intended for individuals, but I can't tell you how many either A, coaches use it with their clients, mm-hmm. or couples, or parent-child dynamic. And so it, it can stimulate great discussion and conversation. And in fact, somebody told me, okay, Eileen, we don't always use it on a walk, but we take it to the bar and we have a glass of wine. <laughs> and do that. So no, you don't have to walk with it, but that was the original intent. <laughs> that was my final project for the program. That's how I brought all my learnings together and then created Mindful Stepping. And it was my final project for me to pass the course. But how often does a final project end up becoming part of like a tool that you can share with hundreds, thousands of people? That's so exciting. So many things you're saying are just so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. It's really, it's, I have to say it's fun and they've been sold in, they were sold 
in Connecticut when we lived in Washington, a store there took them on. And then now in San Diego, there's a local store that sells them. And having, I have companies contacting me to give them out to their employees. It's actually, it's really Yeah, I could see like a company doing a sort of a, you know, how there'll sometimes be weight challenges or different kinds of things that companies do together, like that do mindful stepping at lunchtime. I could see things like that. Yeah. How it can really move people forward and move teams forward and the dynamic between coworkers. And that's the other thing with walking with mindful stepping or just on your own. I highly encourage my executive coaching clients when they're stuck with an individual or they're stuck on how do we move forward on X, Y, or Z, go for a walk, get out of the boardroom, get out of your office and take it for a walk. And there has been recently um, a lot of things coming out. Mark Zuckerberg does walking meetings. I guess Steve Jobs used to do walking meetings. So there's some high, Bill Gates, I think too, some high profile people who I guess have been doing them as well. And it's worked for them. (laughs) And it has worked for you for 15 years with your clients. Yes. Thank you for bringing your specialty to the show today because such value and lots of fun to talk about. It has been wonderful to spend time with you this morning. Thank you so much. I so appreciate the invitation and it's been a gift getting to be with you. So there you have a new perspective and ideas on working with your clients through transitions Thanks again to Eileen Schaefer for joining us and sharing her specialty as well as her mindful stepping cards, which will be in our giveaway. But if you don't want to wait for the giveaway and you don't want to be maybe the one person who's drawn and want to know more about how to get a hold of her mindful stepping cards, go to our resource page at starcoachshow.com and you'll find information about Eileen Schaefer and her mindful stepping cards, as well as how to reach her if you would like to reach her. You may remember that in our interview, Eileen also talked about Kathleen Stinnett. And Kathleen is going to be next week's guest on the show where we talk about creative ways to ways to bring creative metaphor, storytelling into your coaching. It was fascinating. And once again, I just have so much fun with all my guests because it was so much fun to spend time with Kathleen. So be sure to tune in again next week where we talk about creative processes and involving creativity in our coaching with Kathleen Stinnett. If you're enjoying the show and you would like to leave a rate or review at Apple Podcasts, that would be so appreciated. The more rates and reviews we get for the show, the more our show is able to be accessed by other people. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. I'm off to Austin and we'll see you next week.